We do about, on average, 340 jobs per month, sometimes on high season, which is June all the way to October. We do about 450, sometimes we're close to the 500 jobs per month. Wow. He earned $6,000 in his first month of business, $18,000 in the second month, and now over $150,000 per month. I'm your host, Alex Freeman, and I'm joined by Cristobal Mondragon to delve into the world of cleaning contracts. Cristobal promised us to hold nothing back and reveal the same tools that helped him land $44,000 in cleaning contracts within three short months of starting his business. If you're an entrepreneur struggling to land cleaning contracts, this episode is for you. Chris, welcome to the show for the third time. Welcome. Alex, thank you for bringing me back. I'm really excited to be here again. I really enjoy speaking with you and with your audience. And so I've been actually waiting for today since you guys told me, hey, we want you to have it back. I'm like, I'm in. So for anyone who hasn't heard the other two episodes that you've done with us, and if you haven't, go back and make sure you give those a listen. But if you could give us just a little overview of Queen Bee Cleaning and your background on the business and how you got started in the cleaning industry. For sure. So a little bit of story about me. I'm originally from Mexico. I moved to the States back in 2004. I held many jobs, landscaping, cook, dishwasher, and also a car salesman. And in 2015, my wife, so she was working for another cleaning company at the time, and she quickly realized that it was a easy job, you know, like something that we could definitely do it. It was a low entry, you know, you don't have thousands of dollars to start. And she tells me one day we were having dinner, like, Chris, we should open a cleaning company ourselves. And Alex, honestly, at first my response was like, you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I just didn't see myself doing cleaning, I guess. Because I'm a guy, so cleaning is not something that it was appealing to me. And number two, we never really had a business before. So I'm like, what are you even talking about? Like, we don't even know how to run a business. So like, I don't think it's a good idea. However, that was enough for me to have that. What if we do it? You know, like, should we do it? I just had this, you can call that seed. She planted a seed on my mind. And, you know, I was working at the car dealership at the time. And I'm thinking, well, what if we just give it a shot? Number one, we don't have to spend a ton of money to start it. And if it doesn't work, you know, I can just keep doing what I'm doing. And nine years later, here we are doing 1.5 million a year cleaning homes. That's incredible. And can you break that down for us into kind of what that means contract-wise? Like what does the average number of cleaning jobs in a month look like for Queen Bee today? Good question, Alex. So we mostly do residential, but we also do commercial. And between both, we do about, on average, 340 jobs per month, sometimes on high season, which is June all the way to October. We do about 450 sometimes. We're close to the 500 jobs per month. Wow. Okay. So now let's go back to that first and second month. How many contracts did you land in that first month and then your second month? Oh, wow. I remember that's an easy answer because one, I didn't know really what I was doing. So we were not charging enough. And when you don't charge enough, you actually get a lot of contracts because you're cheap. And so the first month we did 40 contracts. Wow. That roughly translated into 6,000 our very first month, averaging $150 per clean. So that's what we did the first month. We did about 40 contracts. And then the second month we did about 120. So we quickly scale. But one of the reasons is because I didn't really know how to charge correctly. So Every call that I will get, I will just guesstimate the price and see if the people like it. Or like, yeah, well, you're hired. And I'm like, okay, I know the contract. And so that's one of the reasons that I was able to kind of like get part of it. But I'll tell you guys how you can avoid that and if you stick around on this episode. I definitely want to dive into the number one way in which to land some of those early contracts, because obviously way undercharging is probably not the right way to go about it. 
That's right. You know, you might think that you're making money, right? Like, oh, I just landed another one. I just landed another one. But in reality, you're not taking in consideration, you know, like the cost of operating the business plus paying yourself and then paying employees. So we were not really making much profit. We were making gross, but that doesn't mean you get to take that home. So yeah, it was definitely a mistake that I did at the beginning, but I quickly realized that, you know, after the second month, I'm like, well, we did all this money, but where is it? Yeah. So if somebody has gotten their pricing in order, but they maybe are still not landing the number of contracts that they would like to be doing, what's probably the most common mistake that they might be making that is keeping them from landing those contracts? There's a couple of mistakes people make, you know, as far as like preventing them from getting more contracts and good contracts. The first one is not pricing your services correctly. If you're undercharging, you might think that you're getting a lot of action, but in reality, once that you pay your labor, your cost of operations, your fixed cost, and then you quickly realize that you're not even paying yourself. So I guess the first thing you guys need to do is really come up with the right amount of your hourly weight. That's what I'm trying to say. What you want to do is, okay, how much a person is going to cost you per hour? So let's say $15 an hour. You need to add payroll taxes. You also need to add what is the cost of operations, chemicals, supplies, tools. Fortunately for this industry, you know, the tools, chemicals, you can buy pretty much everything for a couple hundred bucks. And what you need to do is sum all these expenses, you know, your labor, your payroll taxes, your supplies. And that will tell you, okay, the cost of running your company is about $20, including labor. From there, you need to add 20%, which is your profit. So you need to say, okay, I need to add two more dollars to that rate, right? But I like to round things up. You know, you want to be profitable. The thing is that if you want to start this business, it's for the reason of being profitable, not just to get you by. So I'll, I will say, you know, after you sum up the cost per labor, supplies, and taxes is about $20, I will charge 25 That will give you enough cushion to pay everything, and then you still have some profit for you. So I will say, take the time to really come up with the cost per hour. One simple way to come up with these numbers, Alex, is like this. All you need to do is add all expenses that you're running to a month. You know, software, supplies, cell phone, insurance, gasoline, and then you want to divide that by 30. That's the 30 days in the in the month, and that's going to give you a number. Then what you want to do is divide that number by 24. That's the 24 hours in the day. Obviously, you're not going to be working hours 24 hours per day, but you want to find out what is the hourly cost for you to run the business, just to have it open. That's going to tell you, okay, my business, it costs about 6 to $7 used to be an operation. And then you're going to add that to your employee hourly rate. That's going to tell you, okay, this is how much it's going to cost you per hour just to run the business. From there, you just need to add your percentage, your profit, and then now you're good. Now you know how much you need to charge in order to be profitable. Number two, when you're starting, this is one of the reasons why you also quickly scale, Alex. When you're starting, it's very rare that people are just going to start calling you, right? Just because you open a business doesn't mean that you're going to start getting calls right away. So instead of waiting for the phone to ring, what you can do is, you know, be resourceful. You can just go to Google and, you know, research property managers in Seattle in whatever city you are in. Google is going to throw you a list of results. All you need to do is create a spreadsheet, put the company name, phone number, and then you can start call calling them. As simple as that. That's all I did. One of the things, I guess, uh, skills that I learned when I was in the cars dealership, it was to really call call right? We didn't really call call because the way we did it at the dealership is every time someone calls the dealer, you log their name and their number. And you have this big book with tons of phone numbers. So whenever you're not making sales, the 
manager of the dealers will tell me, okay, Chris, grab the phone book from the logs, and then you're going to call back all these people and then ask them if they are still in the market for a vehicle. And it works. You know, when you do this over and over and you follow up with people, that's the keyword, follow up. The money is on the follow up. So I understood that part. And so when I opened the business with my wife, I'm like, okay, well, I don't have reviews right now. I don't even have a website. How can I put my name out there? So while I was out of the dealership, I started Googling, you know, property managers. That is a business that you can sell your services. And the good thing about this is that you don't need to land too many property managers. If you land two or three, they have multiple properties under their care. And so, you know, you're going to get a lot of no's, but it only takes a few yeses and that will start, you know, landing your contracts right away. One of the secrets that I can share with you guys today is, you know, you have literally five seconds to convince a person to keep listening to you. And the way you do this is by calling them, you introduce to yourself. And in this case, I'm, I will say, hi, my name is Chris. I own, I'm owner from Wimby Cleaning. I find your company online and I want to see if you're interested in lowering your cleaning cost, right? That's a benefit that you can hear right away, lowering your cleaning cost. Who knows? I might be actually charging more than the current cleaning company, but I just wanted to give me more time so I can continue the conversation. So all you need to do is say, hey, I was wondering if you're interested in lowering your cleaning cost. Nine out of 10 times, people will say, yeah. Tell me how you're going to lower the cleaning cost. That will take it to the next step. That's when you meet them in person and you introduce yourself. That's how I did it. It was through cold calling. I was not really waiting for the phone to ring. I was really proactive. And I think anybody can do this. You know, you don't need fancy software. In the episode, I'll tell you guys what I currently use as far as finding property managers, realtors, and construction company that you can pitch your services to. And this is paid software, right? But you don't have to start there. You can just be resourceful, use Google, and then start dialing and you start making money right away. Now, as somebody kind of starts making those cold calls in the early days of their business, what should their goal number of contracts be? be in those first three months? And then what does that kind of roughly translate to in terms of revenue? Great question. I would say try to land at least one contract per week. So that was from the first month, you should be at least shooting for four contracts on your first month. Now, each contract in the commercial setting, it's worth anything between, you know, on the low end, 1200 bucks up to 3000 Very hard for you to get higher contracts than that because you don't have the reputation, you don't have the reviews to back it up, but you can easily start landing contracts between 1000 1200 bucks a month up to $3,500 a month. So your goal should be a have seven days to make phone calls. And in that seven days, I need to land at least one contract, at least worth 1200 bucks. If you want to learn more about how Chris started Queen Bee Cleaning, make sure you listen to episode six of our podcast and find out how he built a seven-figure cleaning business from scratch. Now, Chris, once you kind of have somebody on the phone and you've gotten them to yes, what information do you need to collect from them before you sign a contract and why is that important to know? Oh, that's a great question. So the first thing I want to collect is their contact information. Whoever's the manager, you know, the facilities manager, that's the person that you want to talk to. Facilities manager, you want to also do a little bit of research on that company, right? You don't really want to do business with companies that are starting because sometimes they're also struggling with cash flow and maybe you've been chasing your money down the road. So you don't want to do that. You really want to partner with established companies. A way to do it is by just taking a look at their reviews online. And if they have a good reviews and they're being established, then that is enough for me to trust them. You know, you're going to have to put some trust in there, even though you don't know them. But one good way to avoid getting burned is just taking the time and, and really find out if that potential customer is a good fit for you. After that, all I need from them is their personal information, name, email, phone number, it's very likely commercial customers will give you a credit card on hand, but all you need to do is just 
do your research. If they seem trustworthy, go ahead and get the personal information and then get a detailed description on how are you going to get paid. What I mean by that is most commercial customers, they're not going to pay you after you clean. They have a 30-day net or a 45-day net pay period. So what that means is you're going to have to do the work for 30 days. You're going to invoice them and then you're going to wait some time to get paid. That's just the nature of the commercial business. You just need to be aware of that. So you don't get surprised like, hey, I sent my invoice and you guys haven't paid me. You just need to read the stipulations on the contract. Are there any other differences between residential and commercial contracts that people should be aware of? And is there one that is better for a new cleaning business to go after? Fantastic question. Yes. I would say when you're starting, I will recommend to do residential cleaning. The cash flow is quicker. The way it works, pretty standard is when you do a residential job, you clean today. After the cleaning job, you get paid. So the cash flow is very quick. Commercial setting, it's very rare that a commercial customer is going to pay you on the day of the cleaning. They have a accounts receivable and accounts payable system that they just go back. And that usually is 30 days, 45 days. Some even do 60 day net. So when you're starting, you might want to be careful on there because, you know, you're going to be doing the work and you're not going to get paid right away. So you have to be patient and then wait for that money to come in. Once that you start, you know, like on the second month, third month, and you start getting more contacts, that kind of goes away, right? But at the beginning is definitely the main difference, right? You're going to have to wait to get paid versus residential. You get paid after the service. Now, can you talk us through the best places to go find those commercial cleaning contracts and how that might differ from finding residential jobs? Yeah, one easy way to learn these commercial contracts is just by going to Google. Let's say you want to do car dealerships. Let's just throw that idea. So you're going to go to car dealerships near me. It's going to throw you a list. All the car dealerships, they need cleaning, right? You can do churches. You can do daycares. You can do movie theaters or gyms, right? All you need to do is just go to Google and take the time, do some research, whatever type of customer you want to go after. You search them in your area. And once that you have your spreadsheet of potential customers, then you're going to call call them and then you're going to pitch the services. That's the easiest way to do it. Now, if you have a little bit of budget, then there's software out there that really can help you get fresh information, updated one, real for numbers, real email addresses from the people who actually made the decision. The software that I currently use, Alex, is called Seamless AI. It's $279 per month. So if you have the budget to do that, that's certainly a better way to do that in Google because in Google, you still have to do the search and then copy and paste those numbers into a spreadsheet. What Simsys does, actually, they scrape data from multiple channels, LinkedIn, Google, Yelp, Facebook, you name it. And then on top of that, they consolidate that data. They actually verify it before you can download it. So the data that you get through Simsys AI, it's already clean. It's verified that it works. So you have a better opportunity to actually talk to the right person. Now, what's the most challenging part of landing those commercial cleaning contracts and how does a business owner overcome that challenge? That's also a good question. Well, you, Alex, you have great questions today. The number one challenge will be your reputation, right? These people also want to know who are doing business with. So when you're starting, most likely you're not going to have enough reviews. So that is going to stop you from getting good contracts, right? Most property managers, they really want to find someone that they know they can trust and then they know that it's going to take those jobs and then they're not going to bug them. So I will say at the beginning, getting reviews will be one of your top priorities. You can hack your way out of it a little bit, like I say, by asking your friends and family, hey, leave me a good review. Getting five to 10 reviews under your belt at the beginning, you can quickly do that by asking help to your friends and family. Once you have that, 
then you have a little bit of reputation and social proof, and that can help you to land those contracts. If you have no reviews, that is going to be very, very hard. So I would say get creative, right? Be resourceful, ask friends and family to give you a review, and then that will definitely help you a lot. Are there certain types of businesses that primarily utilize third-party cleaning services? And are there any that are great choices for new cleaning businesses and any that you might recommend avoiding? Yeah, so there is actually a lot of uh, big franchise companies. Coverall is one of them. There is some other ones. And essentially what they do, they have big contracts, you know, with the big buildings and they're always looking for subcontractors. So the way they work, it's, it's usually they have the contract, you get a hold of them. Coverall, for example, let's talk about them. You apply on their website. They're going to ask you for your business license, your liability insurance. If you have employees, they're going to ask you for the workers' compensation. If you are cleaning solo, you don't need that. And essentially, the way it works is that they will contact you back and they're going to tell you, okay, we have dentist office, maybe a daycare, and this is what you're going to get paid. So at least they're transparent. You get to see how much they're going to pay you for each location. And then you can start there. You know, you can quickly get 10 to 20 contracts with them. And then that will help you get experience that you need. But once that you start, you know, getting experience, I would say stop getting jobs from them and then start working on your own customers. Because usually the way it works, these big companies, they take 50% of the contract. And so you end up with the other 50%. I think it's a great way to get experience under your belt and by contacting this big company. One big easy way, is super easy way to find this type of vendors is by going to Craigslist. Go to Craigslist, go to the job section, and then typing cleaning. Now, when you type the keyword cleaning on the job section, you're going to find a lot of job posts for people hiring you as an employee. But in between those, there's going to be a lot of people posting and selling. They call it, I'm selling a cleaning contract in Seattle. And it's a URL. You contact them and essentially those are the companies. So they usually advertise on Craigslist, just typing the word cleaning, take your time, filter them. And then that's a quick, easy way to find this type of contracts. Now talk to me about Airbnb and Airbnb cleaning contracts. How are they different and what is the best strategy to land those? Multiple ways. One simple way that you can start landing Airbnb contracts is by going to this website called Turno. So T-U-R-N-O.com. This company used to be called Turno Airbnb. And now the way it works is, so they change the name to Turno. All you need to do is go to Turno. You're going to see two options to sign up as a host and to sign up as a cleaner. You want to sign up as a cleaner. They're going to ask you for your business license, your insurance, what services you offer and what are the areas you offer and also what are the days that you can work. Then they're going to contact you back and they're going to say, okay, you're approved to be a vendor. And then the way it works is they're actually going to be sending you leads your way and you get tons of leads per day, sometimes five to six leads. And you don't have to pay for these ones. The way they make money is they'll provide you with a lead and the lead will say, oh, there is a person looking for a cleaner. The unit is a one bedroom, one bathroom in Seattle, right? You can then bid for the contract without any cost. So you say, okay, I'll charge you $120, whatever your rates are. Then the host will then choose whoever sends them a quote, right? They usually go for the cheaper service. Sometimes, not all the time. Some customers that rather pay more and to get a good service. And then the way Turno makes money is the host will pay you through Turno. So Turno takes out a small percentage for every job that you do through them. So that's how they make money. And it's a sure way to plan contracts right away. Then there is the competitor of Turno, which is called Turnify. So if you go to Turnify.com, same deal. What I like about Turnify, they are a little more exclusive. So they really want to have a company as a vendor that already has reviews, 
that knows what it's doing. It will be very hard for you to get approved if you're starting. So wait a little bit, get some reviews under your belt, and then you can apply to Turnify. Same deal. They also get you know the customers for you, and then you get to bid for these potential contracts on their platform. And same way, you get paid through the platform, and then Certify also takes a small percentage. The third way that you can find Airbnb contracts uh, is by just going to Facebook. Go to Facebook, and then in the search bar, you're going to type in Airbnb host in your city. For example, in my case, it will be Airbnb host in Seattle, BRBO host in Seattle, different keywords, whatever city you are. Then you're going to find different groups listed on that area. You want to join these groups. And then you want to also read the instructions, right? Some groups don't let you promote your services, but some do. And you want to go ahead and post and really pitch your services on those groups that allow you to pitch their services. You want to say, hey, my name is Crystal Ball. We are all Queen We Cleaning Service. We service the cities from Seattle, Everett, Bellevue, whatever cities you cover. And then you say, we are experienced in Airbnb cleaning. We understand the demands of the travel industry. So we offer a wide globe service. We check for damages. We take pictures of before and after. We send you videos. We'll basically be your go-to person when it comes to managing your property. A lot of people will actually contact you right away. The other way to find these type of contracts in the groups that don't allow you to pitch your services is that once that you get accepted into these services, some hosts actually post inside these groups looking for cleaning services. So what you're going to do is once that you're inside these groups, you're going to go to the search bar inside that group and you're going to type in the word cleaning. When you do that, it's going to show you all the results of the people who has posted something with the word cleaning in it. Just go through them, respond to them. Most likely it's a person looking, hey, do you have a recommendation of a cleaning service? You go ahead and contact them. Say, hey, I just saw your post. Again, my name is Chris. I own Airbnb Cleaning. We do Airbnb Cleaning in the area and we would love to be your partner for cleaning. And that's how you do it. It's pretty straightforward. Now, can you talk me through the process of bidding on a cleaning job? I mean, first of all, what types of contracts are going to use a bid process? And how do you make sure that you're going to be successful in your bid? All right. So let's talk about the commercial contracts. This is a great example. So what you want to do in order to provide a good bid for a cleaning building is you have to go in person, right? And you want to get a laser, you know, a measurement laser. You know, you just buy online on Amazon and type in measurement laser. And all you need to do is go to that location that you're about to bid, and you're going to use the laser to measure the square footage of the areas that need to be clean. You're going to have a notepad, and you're going to write, okay, this first space is going to be 10 feet by 12. Okay, you add that, right? You write that down. And then how many stairs? How many of cubicle? And you want to measure everything because the goal here is to come up with a total amount of square footage that needs to be clean. Okay. Now that you have the total of square footage that needs to be clean, let's say it's 10,000 square feet, right? It's a big area, 10,000 square feet. All you need to do is now calculate how many hours it's going to take you to clean. The way you do it is by dividing the total amount of square footage by the production rate. So there's the production rate for the commercial cleaning. It's about 3,500 square feet to 2,500 square feet per hour. So that's what an average person should be clean in one hour. But you want to be conservative and actually, you know, not rush the job. So what I like to recommend is you want to divide the total amount of square footage by the 2,500 production rate. So if we do that math, we're going to divide 10,000 by the 2,500. So that tells you that it's going to be four hours later. Okay. What you want to do is actually increase that a little bit. You don't want to be exact, right? So in my case, I will round that up. So I will say it's going to cost me five hours labor. 
That's what one person going to take to clean the entire space. Great. Now you have the amount of hours that one person needs to clean. Okay. And you're going to multiply that by the amount of your hourly rate that we spoke earlier. In this case, let's say your hourly rate for commercial is $25 an hour. So you're going to multiply $25 an hour times five. So that's going to be $125 per cleaning. Now, in the commercial setting, you want to have a minimum of cleanings per week, right? This is important. The way I pitch it, right? I try to get at least three cleanings per week. So that will be 125 times three, right? So that's going to be 375 per week. Now you're going to multiply that by the total four weeks. So we 375 times four. So that contract is going to be $1,500. And that's how you come up with the price, right? That's just to get your foot in the door. Obviously, these buildings, sometimes they need carpet cleaning. Sometimes they need window cleaning. Sometimes they need pressure washing outside. You don't want to pitch that right at the beginning. All your job is need to go, get some measurements, calculate the amount of hours that's going to take you to clean, multiply that by your hourly rate, and that's going to be your contract bid. Now, what you want to do when you're writing the bid, you say, hey, so your quote for cleaning this building three times per week is going to be $1,500 per month. Now, we also notice that you have an area of carpet cleaning that it look a little bit dirty. We can also clean that once a month for like $400. I also noticed that you have some windows in the front that also need cleaning. We can do that once a month or maybe twice a month for like another 200 So that's a great way to upsell your services and they quickly increase that value of the contract. So this is going to bring us to a section of the show that we call our Fan Blitz questions. These questions come from our YouTube community. You can join the community over there if you go to youtube.com slash upflip and you can pose questions to future podcast guests. Chris, we're going to try and get through about six of these questions here in about a minute. So here we go. Are you ready? I am ready. All right. If something happens to you, what happens to the business? It keeps running. And I can say that right now. But if you would have asked me that question three years ago, I would have said my business dies with me. And the reason is because now I have systems. Uh, it's, you know, Three years ago, I used to do everything. Pretty much I would do the invoicing, customer service, scheduling, marketing, all that. And the problem with you're doing everything and you're wearing all the hats, you become the bottleneck of your company, whatever industry you're in, right? If something happens to you, guess what? Most likely the business is also going to suffer. What you want to do is take the time to write down the processes, either in paper and a video or something, and make it simple, right? This is a key. A lot of people overthink this. Oh, systems. I know about systems. I know SOPs, but I guess it's too hard. It's not hard. Actually, you want to do it simple. You want to make these processes so easy to understand that your grandma can follow. That's how I like to think about it. So when you take the time to do this, you write it down your processes, then other people can fill in the position and then they can continue doing what you were doing. So I would say, take the time, do the processes. That's the difference between me three years ago and now. At this stage of success in your life, what advice would you give to your teenage self? My teenage self? Oh, wow. That's a long time ago. <laughs> I would say learn a skill, learn a skill, whatever it is, this plumbing, electrician, something, right? Yeah. Let's say you don't like school, you don't want to go and pursue a career. Get with a plumber, get with an electrician, get with a cleaner, right? Carpet clean. Learn everything they have to teach you. You can quickly start making money right away. Another thing that I will tell my teeny self is learn English. When I moved to the States, uh, I was blinded with the idea of let's just work, right? Let's just work and make some dollars and I can learn the language later. The problem when you do that 
you limit yourself for bigger opportunities because you don't speak the language. So I was stuck in a restaurant business for about eight years because I didn't speak English at the time. And I was afraid to actually learn. I thought it was hard. So if I could go back and say, hey, no, go back to college, take some English classes. That would certainly would have opened more opportunities for me so much earlier. If you could sell the services of Queen Bee Cleaning to one celebrity, who would it be? Oh, God. <laughs> That's interesting. I would say Adam Sanders. I like him. He's very funny. He seems like a very down-to-earth person, and I will definitely enjoy maybe even have some chats with him. I love that entirely. Last one of these Plan Blitz questions here. If there was a movie made about your journey, what would the title be? Oh, all right. Well, looking back, Alex, I will say, oh, God, that's a good one. I would say the title will be Pursuing the American Dream. That will be the Pursuing the American Dream. That will be the title of it. That's going to do it for our Fan Blitz questions. If you're enjoying this episode, make sure you let us know what you think by reviewing it on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to the show. Chris, a few more questions from me here. Is it ever smart to do free work in order to land a contract? I would say of the residential, yeah, I would probably think it's a good idea just because you want to have a review, right? Like I mentioned earlier, you can ask friends or family, but... If you don't have anyone that can leave you a review, there's people that I know that they can say, hey, I will clean your home for free in exchange of an honest review. You can definitely do that. Get some reviews under your belt because reviews really will make or break your business. If you don't have enough reviews, you will suffer, you know, with the leads. Nobody will really want to call you. I would say don't do it on the commercial because you're going to just work for free and most likely not get anything in return. So I would say yes, if it's a residential and maybe yes, if it's Airbnb to say, hey, I'll do it for free one time, but I need an honest review. And I think that is a good way to get something back that will ultimately help your business. Now, you mentioned your systems in the FanBlitz questions. So let's dive into those. Talk to us about the systems that you're using, particularly for like lead management of potential new contracts for Queen Bee. Well, there's a couple ones that I use. The first one is called Seamless AI. This software is really amazing. Like I said, you can just create your account, log in, and then you're going to search, for example, construction companies, right? Then you're going to select the filters. Okay, you want to find all the construction companies in the Seattle, Bellevue area. Then you're also going to filter them to do all the, for example, residential construction. So homes, and then it's going to throw you a list of uh, 600 to 1,000. It really depends on your area, but you can get 600 to 1,000 records, and then you can use the list as it is, right? And you can start cold calling, cold emailing. But luckily for us, there's tons of software. But the one I use that I highly, highly recommend because it's very affordable, is called CleanCore, cleancore.io. This software, what you do is you're going to download the customer list or lead list from Seamless AI. This list is going to be clean, right? And then you're going to upload that lead list into CleanCore. What is that inside CleanCore? You can use this software to send text messages in mass, emails, voicemail drops. You can also create a sequence. So for example, you can now go to ChatGPT. I'm sure you've heard about this software. Go to ChatGPT and say, hey, create me a five email sequence pitching my cleaning services to construction companies in the Seattle area. Get those five emails drafted by ChatGPT. Then you're going to load those emails into CleanCore. And then you're going to tell CleanCore, okay, I want to send one email per day to all these lead leads. What's going to happen, right? The system, CleanCore, is going to be doing all the heavy lifting for you. You don't have to be doing the cold calling anymore. You load this lead list into it, and then you run it. And the system is going to be reaching out to these people by text, by Bosmil drops, 
by emails. And all you need to do, right? A lot of people will say, no, leave me alone, unsubscribe. Where did you get my information? That's okay. That's to be expected. But then you can expect that at least 10% of those people will reply to you in a positive manner. Meaning, hey, yes, I'm interested. Tell me your prices. Tell me your cleaning checklist, whatever it is. And then you can take that conversation from there. So essentially, ClinCore will help you warn this cold audience. So when the conversation comes, it's easier for you. Now, talk me through some of the other tools or software that you might recommend using that we haven't had a chance to talk about yet. Another software that's my favorite is called Slack. I love it because it's for internal communication. So this is nothing for the customer side. This is just for the company organization. To give an idea why I use it. When I started, I started using Gmail, right? I will send emails. I'll get emails. I'll respond to them. It's perfect. When you're starting, that's good enough. The problem is the moment you start growing and growing, you're going to start getting more and more emails on the daily. And the problem is you're going to start missing some emails and some very important ones. So I remember I started getting these emails from like people who say, hey, I emailed you yesterday asking for a quote and nobody has responded to me. And I'm like, God, I, I completely forgot about it, right? So that really hurts your image because you're like, oh, this company is emailing, nobody responds, no bueno. So Instead of that, I have Slack. And in Slack, you can create channels. So in this channel, you can organize the conversation type, whether it's a lead, maybe it's a vendor, maybe it's a cancellation of someone. And this is an app, you know, you can download an app on Slack. I literally run my business from Slack, Alex. That's where I get my notifications. But there's a new booking, I see it there. There's a cancellation, I see it there. Are there scheduled? I see it there. A complaint for a customer, I see that. So it's all very well organized and you cannot miss anything. I use that software to also communicate with my cleaners on the field. Let's say the way that we use it is that cleaners are instructed to take pictures of the job once that is finished. Once that is finished, they're going to take pictures of the areas that were clean and then they're going to upload it to Slack. When the pictures show up on my end, then that means the job is done and now I can run the car. So it allows me to keep this without talking to the cleaners. I just know what is the status, whether they finish the job or not. And also allows me to have documentation for those jobs. For example, a customer calls me tomorrow and say, hey, your cleaners didn't clean the bathroom. I can quickly look and say, well, I do have the pictures and the bathroom looks clean. Back in the day, I would have to take the customer's word for it. And I still would give refunds because I didn't have really proof. And sometimes the cleaners did the job, but... You know, some customers, sometimes they want discounts and then they just try to figure out how they can get discounts or refunds. So by having Slack as my main internal hub is my software of choice because I nearly run my business using it. Now, we've also talked a lot about various methods to cold call and research potential new clients to go bring your services to and try and get. But what about marketing or advertising strategies to have customers that are coming to you? What strategies do you recommend and which ones do you say avoid like the plague? Ah, that's an easy one, Alex. Okay, I want everyone to listen to this. I want you to stop using Home Advisor, Angie's Needs, Thumbtack, because all these lead generation platforms all they do is they generate their leads using Google Ads. When they generate the lead, they will resell that lead to five people in your area, five competitors. You're going to have to pay for that lead to contact that customer. And then also other five competitors are going to also contact that same lead. But what ends up happening is those leads usually go with a cheaper price. And now you're feeding your competition. So instead of that, just go directly to the source. Everybody uses Google. Everybody. 
if you put yourself in the shoes of a potential customer, whether it's commercial or residential or Airbnb, where do they go? They go to Google and they're going to type in cleaning services near me, commercial cleaning services near me, Airbnb cleaning services near me. If you are running ads and you pay for positioning. So there's two platforms on Google that you can use. One is called Google local services ads. Those are phone calls. Those are really good because a phone call, that means that person is ready to get the services. That is the hottest channel for me. That's what I get most of my business. Now, some other people don't like to call right away. So what do you do? You run pay-per-click ads. So if they don't call you, the pay-per-click ads are right below the Google local service ads. You're going to send them to your website and you want to make it easy for the customers to contact you. What I mean by that is you want to have a chat on your website. Tell you guys, when I start my chat, a lot of people like to chat nowadays, you know, by text. So you want to have a chat on your website. So that way people can just quickly send you a message. Second thing you want to have is a quote form. Third one, you want to have a booking form. I say quote form because I used to have only the booking form. And I would say, well, you know, people can see that my prices, they can select how many bedrooms, bathrooms, square footage. They get to see the price and if they like it, they can book, right? But here's the thing. There's a lot of folks out there that still don't trust the websites online. So they don't want to enter the credit card right away. So you want to make it easier for them as well. So you're going to have your booking form. There's people that are perfectly okay with booking online, but you also want to have a quote form. You know, people will just submit a quote and then you will call them and then you can close them on a conversation. And also you want to have the phone number displayed at the top. Top right is usually the best placement for the phone number because when people visit your site, that's the first place that your eyes go to, top right. So get a chat, get a booking form, a quote form and the phone number right displayed. And that will be the best way to get customers. Forget about the other share leads. You don't want to be wasting your money there. You want to go directly to the source and Google is where it's at. Now, let's say a customer books that first cleaning. How do you then convert them into recurring business? In a perfect world, I would say everybody should have a recurring cleaning, right? I truly believe by having a clean home, you know, you have a clean area. You feel great. You have a clean space and it's a healthy place for you and your family and your pets. Now, the truth of the matter is that not everybody, you know, when they call you, they don't want a recording service right away. I would say 80% of the phone calls that we get is people looking for a one time cleaning. Usually the way it works is like this. They call you and say, I need cleaning. You know, my home is three bedroom, two bathroom, 1500 square feet. I have two pets, you know, and I only want one time cleaning. Most of the time it goes like that. What we like to do is Try to convince them, right? Present them what I like to call is an irresistible offer. So what do I do? When someone calls me, tells me, hey, I'm looking for a one-time cleaning for my home. This is the size. I'll say, great. I'm going to get you the quote for a one-time cleaning. But before I do that, I'm going to tell you about an irresistible offer that we're currently running right now. And this offer is only available for today, right? You want to create some origins. The way it works is if you sign up for bi-weekly service, I'm going to throw in a free deep cleaning. I'm going to clean your oven for free. I'm going to clean the inside of the fridge for free. And I also will clean the interiors windows for free. Now, all these services are valued over $400. We're going to do it completely at no cost to you as long as you sign up for my weekly service. And that offer is only available today. And you set up. You thoroughly spin them like, wow, I'm getting a lot of value, right? I'm going to get a deep cleaning. I'm going to get all my house clean, and all I need to do is do uh, bi-weekly service, right? That's what I like to do on the phone call. Now, 
obviously not everybody fights it. You know, some people do, but most of people know. I still have another opportunity. And that opportunity is when we provide the service. A lot of people get really surprised when they hire you for one time. They clean the size structure to pay attention to that one-time customer. Really over-deliver. You know, perhaps they didn't ask for a oven. If we get there and the oven is dirty, we'll clean it for free. It's throwing something extra so they see more value on the service. Once that we clean their place, the girls are going to send me the pictures. Now we know the house got clean. Then we call the customer right there and then because most likely they will be very happy with the results. They're excited to see their house in pristine condition. And that's when we pitch it. Okay, I know you also wanted to book only one time, but I wanted to quickly get your feedback. What are your thoughts on our services? Oh, it was great. It was awesome. Fantastic. Well, let me tell you, would you like to sign up for monthly service? It's not going to be the same price as uh, bi-weekly, but we can still give you a discount. You know, I'll give you 10% on the price and let's get your home in this shape every month. What would you say to that? Now, usually five out of 10 people that were only one time cleaning, they turn into a recording. We're running a little short on time here, but you obviously have more than demonstrated in this episode and past episodes, your deep, deep knowledge of this industry. And people can access that knowledge in a course that you're teaching via Upflip. Can you tell us more about the course? Absolutely. Yes, Alex. So I partnered up with Upflip last year into creating the best cleaning course out there. In this course, I really teach you how you can scale from zero to a six-figure run rate in under 90 days, guaranteed, or I'll give you your money back. That's how confident we are about our course. All you need to do is go to Upflip Hub and look for the cleaning business taught by Cristobal Mondragon. You can see tons of reviews from other people who have signed up and that are already making six figures on their cleaning business. I really teach you everything. All the secrets and the strategies that I learned over nine years, they're there in that course. You're also going to have once a month coaching calls with me. So every first Monday of every month, we get together on a Zoom call and you can ask me direct questions about how, you know, perhaps you're having trouble recruiting people, perhaps converting people over the phone, whatever it is, you get access to me and then I'll help everyone. It's literally, I'm holding everyone by the hand. So don't sleep on this opportunity, guys. Go to Upflip Up, look for the cleaning business course, sign up, money back guarantee. You cannot lose. Now, Chris, if you could pick the one thing that people take away from this particular interview, what would it be? I'll say system, credit systems. Looking back, obviously, it's not a good idea to wear all the hats. Well, it's good, you know, you know that try to do everything yourself. You want to take the time and systematize everything. The sooner you start doing this, the better. Essentially, you want to buy back your time. You know, by putting systems in place, you can hire other people, giving the opportunity to also make money. And then that way you can stop doing all the day-to-day things and you can start focusing on more revenue making activities, which is going out, talking to construction companies, property managers, real estate agents. This is where you can make much more impact than being stuck in the office answering the phone. I would say systems. If anything, systems work on your systems. The sooner, the better. What's your favorite business book and why? Oh, God, that's a decent one. I just finished it reading. It's called Buy Back Your Time by Dan Martell. Brand new book. I think it came out like two months ago. And what I like about this book is it kind of condenses multiple books. I read The 12-Week Year, which is a fantastic book. It allows you to make goals and then achievement in 12 weeks. There is also From Good to Great by Dan Collins. Well, Dan Martell, you can tell that he read all these books and then he put it into a more simple way to learn and follow. So buy back your time 
That is the favorite book from all the books that I read. Definitely check it out. You will not be disappointed with that book. That is going to do it for this episode of the Upflip Podcast. Listeners, remember, you can find more advice on how to start a business the right way on the Upflip Hub, including that cleaning business course taught by Chris that we just talked about. Or you can watch our past interviews with him to get an inside look at how he started and runs his business. Chris Mondragon of Queen Bee Cleaning, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for bringing me back. I really enjoyed talking with you guys. And I really love the questions that you asked. It's really very good questions that I think are going to help a lot of people if they actually take notes and actually take action. That's another tip I want to give you guys. Everything that you learn, find no use to keep it in your mind. Learn it and apply it. That's when you see the difference. That's when the magic happens. I love having you on the show, Chris. It's always a great conversation. 